0: Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I, I continue to be Jerry. I can't change it. Just might as well embrace it. Max and Edward. Edward is rejoining us uh, after after his uh, long sabbatical. He has, he has rejoined us, uh, renewed, refreshed, and holding the sexiest man alive. Hmm. In program form, <laughs> and you know, it's not just—it's it, the fact that he plays sexy too. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. Good mm. gosh, poor, poor Gomez, swamped by Evertonian fans all the time. Swooning. the hormones. <laughs> Absolutely suffocating him.
1: <laughs> last night, the, last night the fellow next to me in the game, because there's there's plenty like even during the dark, there's plenty of moments when he gets the ball and you think, ah, oh, what a footballer. Like I think one of those moments happened last night, and the two lads next to me. They, they made me laugh throughout the game. Like I, I can't remember the last time I sat next to them, but they were coming out with like every time a good ball would be followed into the post, they'd be like, "That's a goal!" and it just weren't at all but like <laughs> when he, oh, I think Gomez took the ball past this man and he just went Ah, oh, he stood up and just started like clapping him and he went that man could play with a cigar like, <laughs> probably could as well
0: <laughs> so yeah uh, for podcast listeners I I, I realized I, I should have said e- Edward was holding the the latest match day program that has Andre Gomez in that in that jacket I could never pull off <laughs> <laughs> I put that on I look rigi- ridiculous. <laughs> Gomez puts it on and he looks like he's been flying an airplane for 40 years. <laughs> so yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so uh both you guys made made the match yesterday. Um I know Max you were you were happy you made the trip. I know you were a little little skeptical uh, skeptical. Skeptical about uh, mispronouncing everything today. Uh, about going back so quickly after the the Derby shenanigans, mm. um, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about about what it was like inside the stadium because uh, I'm curious about the mood. Mm. Yeah, um, so Max, I'll probably lead with you okay. on our match reaction, all right? Because I want you to start with that. Because for now, Edward, you normally do match day vlogs. I. Um, it seems like lately though, there's been some, some frustration with, with match day vlogs. Mm. Um, is that coming from a sort of attitude from others, people kind of giving you unnecessary flack or is it that you're starting to get a little like Everton maybe aren't playing like they're not flying right now and so it's a little frustrating for you or yeah because wh- i mean you had a whole season of that last year yeah so what is it is it the preconceived notion about ma- about vlogging that's kind of messing with you in terms of other people or how's it how's it working for you what's what's kind of
2: causing it to lose its luster see the whole thing i've got with it at the minute is it's sort of there's this whole thing with people using the vlogs to make views and i mean the reason i perfect i purposefully started doing it was because you know i did it to get my confidence up i did it to basically show um, obviously a match day experience which you can say a lot of people want to do um however the notion that a lot of fans seem to think to have and it's a very similar sort of age or in terms of like view that Evertonians say would have towards me or anything like that um or just in, in any general motion, but there's the sort of this idea that everyone's got the camera on them for 90 minutes recording an entire game or just recording their reaction and doing it just mm-hmm. for views and that. I'm I'm not. I'm doing it because I want to do it. I want to do it because, you know, it's helping. In terms of, like, channel grow, yeah, all right, it does get views in, but it's, it is just there for fun. However, I don't agree with a lot of these people that do it where they go to, like, lots of different games where they go because just because they're going to get views because it's just a big game. Like, right. that I don't agree. <laughs> you should go to that game because you support that club. You shouldn't go for any other reason, in my opinion, anyway. That's sort of, I think, what a notion behind it is. Like, a lot of people don't like them.
0: Well, and there's, and there's some other... I, I think there's some other people who don't want to be filmed, mm. is what it seems like. Yeah. And I think that's a tough... That's a tough thing. And then there's additionally, there's that whole, like, some people are, are saying, you know, you go to the game to watch the game. Yeah. You know? So, there's it's a fine line to walk. Uh, is it a situation, do you think, like, maybe after the game ends, then you do your match, slave, match day vlog, and that way you're really just recording yourself in the stands, mm. and you're not having to worry about feeling like you're squashing anybody's fun, and that way it's just you're getting it for you. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, see, the way I do it now is that I just... I say to people before the games, I'm going to be doing this. If you don't like it, then fair enough. I'll try to keep you out of the footage as long as I can. Um, but, I mean... Like you say, it is a very difficult thing. Like, especially if you if you say it to someone, and it's that awkward moment where it's like... You say, oh, I'm doing this for today, and it's like... oh. So it's the person next to you just thinking, "Oh gosh, no, please." Um, but you've just—it it is just one of those. Unfortunately, people do have sort of an—I still have this like idea, like bogey idea that you know it's bad for football and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's another—it's another thing of football growing. You know, it's reaching out a global audience. When you think about it, it's getting more fans to follow football, and especially—I mean, I'll give you a good example: the. Uh, Stoke game last season. Cenk Tosin getting a double, <laughs> I think it was. Um, that brings I was about league. to
0: talk about yeah. Tosin goals scoring games. Yeah,
2: he br- he brings in a load of Turkish viewers. That brings them, a, I guess you could say, a bit more fans for the club as well. So
0: They love seeing the crowd response to Tosin scoring. Yeah. That's... They love seeing that,
2: you know. And, and actually, one thing I will finish on. Fans, especially Everton fans, complain about the fact that people have their phones out and, you know, they're talking to the camera and that. But then you think about, you know, that's the problem. You know, we shouldn't have our phones out at games. How do you record the atmosphere at Goodison? How do you get the chance and things like that going, getting viral? You know, you got it. I know it shouldn't be in a way to do it. You should just get it spread by word of mouth. But then there's also the ways that, you know, vlogs do help in that way, capture an atmosphere. They get it shared out. And it's just one of... It is just one of those, unfortunately. Mm.
0: I 'll say, from my experience, I like those kind of things because I'm actually getting a, a, a tiny taste of a match day atmosphere, which I don't get very often being in America and not having a lot of money <laughs> so so yeah that's just that's that's why I appreciate things like that, um, however, doing it in a way where you're respecting other people and other match day goers I mean I think max. I, I think that's a that's a key thing for you, right, in terms of doing it to where you're respecting other people at the same time.
1: Um, I uh, the time and a place for everything isn't there really? Um, mm. that, that not my cup of tea. Never really has been. I'm, uh, you know, I'm an avid spectator of the game in that sense. Uh, unless something really pretty cool is going on around me, like I I filmed the uh, the Rooney pen on Anfield last season. I mean, by no means was I vlogging or trying to express express my match day experience, I just wanted the rest of the world to to see a bunch of Evertonians go absolutely nuts, you know what I mean, but Mm -hmm. it's not my cup of tea, as I said at the time, and a place to whip your camera out and record something, but uh, yeah, if if people enjoy doing it, then then, as I say, they should be mindful of where they are, what they're doing, and um, keep it to a minimum as much as they possibly could, I'd suggest
0: yeah and I think there's a way to do that. I think there's a way to to walk that line you know what I mean and I think it's also really easy for kids that are just start at starting out vlogging to to trample all over that line and not even realize it mm. you know what I mean like I think it's really easy for like a thirteen year old kid with it with a phone or a camera to accidentally piss a bunch of people off. I think it's really easy to do that mm. you know um, yeah uh I don't know i I think Edward, you're braver than I am.
2: I just go I, ahead and say it. I am I am I getting the vibe of this? And and stuff. You, am I getting the vibe of this because you saw something on Liverpool's Twitter? Well, the Liverpool-based Twitter about it because that there was something that actually actually no no. Basically, <laughs> I'll I'll tell. There will be a short, quick story about this. But basically, um, the channel that I do most of my blogs for, they obviously released the video before I could release mine. Uh, Liverpool fan. Basically, video records it from his phone of this exact moment where I've literally just got out, like my phone ready to say something, um, because it looked like it—it it was literally the final seconds of the game. It was just going to be a okay. We got a draw, nil-nil, great. And then yeah. you see a blue flare going over my shoulder. Five seconds later, not even joking. Five seconds later, Van Dyke hits the shot. Everybody goes way. And then they score. And it's at that exact moment, catches it on camera, and Liverpool a Liverpool fan puts it out on Twitter, not expecting anything. My face was then on most Liverpool fan pages just because of that exact moment. Where they celebrate where Evertonians celebrating with a blue flare on the pitch and then That sounds like shit luck for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if somebody's gonna throw out a flare for a draw,
1: what dickhead throws a flare before the ball's got, even gone out to play? Like the the game wasn't It blows my mind. Now, yeah. absolutely blows me mind. I think. That's, yeah, that's I wouldn't a sweat that one
0: over. That's not you.
1: No, 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 no. I was just that. Um, that's
0: not you. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that your face gets associated with it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a thing. One of those. All right, so I think the uh, the overall consensus here is that. Uh, vlogging very difficult to do and very difficult to do it in a way where you're getting what you need to out of it uh, getting what your viewers need out of it but also respecting the people around you Mm -hmm. that is the fine line difficult art my friend so good luck with it like I said you're braver than I am I I couldn't I couldn't I'm so easily like socially awkward I'd be like too like like in my own brain like oh that person over there is looking at me weird I don't think I can do this (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah right. yeah, yeah. So uh, for the podcasters out there, I um, want to go ahead and summarize what's happening on the show today. Um, uh, we'll be starting with the Newcastle match reaction because that happened. That's pretty much our reaction. Uh, then we'll go into a Watford preview, starting 11 segment, and then we'll do, uh, I believe this is going to be Edward's first competition. uh of if you know your history, You've
1: the a FIFA based, one, huh? I
0: remember we did the FIFA one. I'm, yeah. Oh, there was a, oh, a there was a FIFA one. I'm That's right. That was uh. So it's his first one in a while. Then mm. you know, can't expect my brain to remember everything, guys. Really. Uh, nice no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Backpedaling. Um, but uh, if you know your history, the Everton base quiz segment that pits Edward versus Max. In a Toffee's cage match of wit and might. I worded that wrong, but it'll be okay. So, uh, on with the match reaction. Guys, I'll flat out, I'm just going to start this off. That felt like a loss.
1: <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
0: That felt like we dropped, you know, more than two points. It felt like we dropped three. Mm. That That was bad, especially since Arsenal and United drew we could have gained a couple more points on the Arsenal. It's just some...
1: Not Ever, a good... Evermore, yeah. Hey,
0: Making I don't believe eye. in that. I've stopped saying that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no more of that. I'm not perpetuating this mentality anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But, uh, Max, you were there just like uh, yeah. old, uh, old Eduardo. Yeah. Um, uh, you were there. Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, the vibe inside Goodison for this one?
1: It, it, it was like we were, we were expectant of the three points. You know what I mean? Obviously the you know the the news went through that the, the changes were made, bringing in Loughman, bringing in Tosin, uh, and even still we thought ah, that team's good enough to brush fifteenth place Newcastle aside. Um, as, as you know though, Jerry, I. I wasn't particularly keen on going the game anyway after the after the after the yeah. Derby, I just felt like oh can't really be asked, but I thought, you know it's something to do, I can go. so I went straight from Manchester to Lime Street to Kirkdale and then walked to Goodison and you know there was a bit it was a bit much bigger crowd than what I expected um, hmm. and obviously it must you know you've got to make note that they were all behind Jordan Pickford, and they made that abundantly clear from the off as soon as his name was read out, you know he received. Uh, you know, a rupture of applause and throughout I know the um, the Geordies were giving him loads and wouldn't shut up for the whole game. Um
0: Yeah, I heard booze every time it went back to him.
1: Yeah, but um, you know, we were firmly behind him and we, we probably would have got beat if it weren't for him and yeah. some of the saves yeah. that he pulled off in that game. So but um, yeah the the atmosphere was a bit pissed off to be honest and rightfully so.
0: Yeah. Edward you feel about the same vibe there?
2: It was one of those. It was expecting it, and so obviously, high expectations lead to big disappointments. And unfortunately, it was the first ever time I've missed kick off in an Everton match, so I'm never doing that again. So it's your so, fault. <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> but um, no, I think um, obviously, obviously, um, like I say, it was massive expectations for the fact that we should be winning the game, um, and obviously, it's like all this. Attitude of oh, it's certainly yeah, only Newcastle, so obviously when they when they go when they go ahead, then you're obviously feeling that sickening mood of oh god, this is going to be another Huddersfield, and turns out it was not the end, unfortunately,
1: and um, that's what it felt like. That's, yeah, it's how, it's how it looked on the pitch as well. You know, we were talking off camera, and this this there seems to be this obsessive need to. Fire crosses into the box against really tall centre hearts that are going to have the beating of Richarlison and Tosin every time. It, mm-hmm. it is really quite frustrating, and I don't mean to sound dramatic when I say this. I'm just getting, you know, just getting it out of my system. But it did feel a bit like Martinez, where we kind of chasing that last minute goal, and it, <sighs> it wound me up because I genuinely second thought, half really felt like that. Yeah, I i genuinely thought you know this quality you know this team we've got on the pitch has the quality to unlock Newcastle um, you know we created the chances we had so much of the ball so many crosses fired in and it just didn't work um and there were a few poor performances as well which i'm sure we'll we'll touch on mm. um, just poor wasn't it
2: so I, I will just touch on actually i reckon if obviously if we play when we play them at St James's Park, I reckon we'll win, which is kind of the sad thing because we always seem to perform better away than we do at home. In my opinion, it's weird,
1: don't you? Well, it's Rafa Benitez, isn't it? I think the, the last nineteen play, the last nineteen times, we played the Rafa Benitez side. He's one ten. You mm-hmm. know, he, he's just—he's one of those characters when he comes to Goodison. No one likes him, and I just think he knows how to play us. It's one of those um, things.
0: So. I want to hold off because I feel like we're leading to a conversation. I want to push it to the side for a second, okay? The 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 whole unlocking the bus conversation, okay? <laughs> push that to the side for a second. All right. Um, I want to make sure we we give ample discussion to their goal. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Because that is probably what disgusted me the most. The more I think about it, just because. I think I've seen people blaming just Luca Dean. I've seen people blaming just Coleman, and it was it took a village to, to give up that goal. All right, because Coleman allowed the cross. He did. Uh, when you watch the replay, Yerimina s- takes a swipe at the ball, which and he does not connect with it. Now, mm. uh, granted, not the best weather conditions yesterday. Whatever. All right, still completely whiffed. All right. If he just almost stands still and puts his foot down, then he blocks that ball and stops it. All right. Mm-hmm. But instead, he tried to kind of rear back and he just totally whiffed. But then behind him, the one who has the best view of it all and who actually could have drifted over and marked up Solomon Rondon. All right. Luca Dean is right there. All right. Could have done better. All right. I, that is that's a team effort to screw that up. That's several things that had to go wrong to make that happen. Mm. That just one person does that job right—that's no goal.
1: Yeah, it's it stemmed from that incident with Ola Lutman just around the, the center of the pitch, which
0: um, almost as though we were expecting that to get called and that threw several uh, threw yeah, it, a it, decent it, amount yeah, of definitely. us off.
1: Yeah, it certainly threw Good the point. crowd and. It, but, you know, because it was a very quick counter attack as soon as that put, that ball was pinged down. Because, um, you know, the defenders looked like they were chasing as soon as the ball was played, didn't they? But um, Lee Mason, I'm sure he'll get ample discussion elsewhere. I don't want to give him the time. but nah. he, he is. I, A lot of people are calling. Like, him out. I'll be honest. I can't – like – I've seen a lot of poor games of Goodison in me like Dan, that'll fade into the corridors in my memory and I think that'll be one of them. So I'm not you know, I haven't I haven't rewatched it by any stretch. But I don't think that's a foul on Luckman. I just think it's a piece of physical play. And I'm one of those that i that advocates, you know, you've got to have a bit a bit of physicality in there somewhere. Uh, well it's
0: the Premier League. <sighs> yeah. There's not a league more physical than yeah, this. And no. the
1: frustrating thing is that, you know that that kind of coming together with luck and whoever it was, you do see them given by some refs in the middle of the pitch. You know what I mean? It's um, inconsistently. Yeah, and this is that is a big thing. This where it comes full circle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been hit by this and in inconsistency again. I don't want to bang on about it, but um, yeah, uh, but, yeah, still a poor goal to concede because we we were wide open and chasing as soon as mm. the uh, the played through.
2: I would like to just comment though. I actually think it was actually, from a Newcastle perspective as well, it was actually a pretty decent goal in terms of, like, the cross from Murphy was very good, I have to admit. And that the finish by Rondon was actually pretty decent as well, because you think about it, he's at that bit of an awkward angle to try and have it, and maybe hit it against, you know, the far post of the top of the
1: net. Oh, it was a good finish. It was,
2: yeah, I mean, it, it,
0: I, I will agree with that. Their guys did their jobs. Mm. Had our guys done their job, that's no goal. But they did what they were supposed to on that play. Mm, They really did. It was. It kind of stunned me. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know the way we had been kind of pressuring, I I didn't see that coming.
1: The frustrating thing is with one thing I've always throughout my lifetime commonly associated with Everton is sometimes we are that team that needs to concede to wake us up. However, I don't think that was the case. Because no, we were no, do, we were domi- We were the dominant from the off and we you know, we were pressuring and pressuring. And um, the moment that goal went in, that was you know, that was Rafa's game plan. Mm-hmm. Executed right there, you know, it's you know, all hands on deck, no boys, and make sure you don't let anyone go on the other end of the pitch. Um, you know, well done for Rich for getting that goal out on the left. I'm mm-hmm. I I can't remember them off the top of my head now, but I've seen some stats, and just on that game alone, out on the left, he's so much better than what he is down the middle. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah I, I noticed that too.
1: So that's something we're obviously going to have to mm. give consideration going forward. But, uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> uh, thankfully he got that equalising, and, and you know to our despair, we, we didn't get that winner. But just, it was frustrating. But I'm sure, it, though, you know, because we, we don't seem bad, do we? It's not going to no. throw us.
0: I, I still – yesterday was frustrating, but that first half should have gone better for us, mm. okay? Yeah, definitely. It should the, have. The
1: Tosin chance was summed it all up for me. I mean, it was a fantastic save by the Nebraska, but, you know, your center forward should be putting that If way. you
0: re-watch the play, I don't even I, – I, I like that keeper. I think he's a strong keeper, but Tosin puts it literally right into Debravka's waist.
1: Mm. I know.
0: You know what I mean, and so he literally, what Dobravka had to do, is like tilt. You know what I mean, and that's his that's his save. And Tosin Stop almost this. would have been better off not to make good contact with it. Yeah. You know what I mean, because that may have thrown him off. But literally, that small part of the goal was the one part he couldn't hit it in, and Tosin put it right there. That mm-hmm. was frustrating because I love Tosin. You know, but that one in the Gilfie chance. Those we just cannot keep doing that shit, yeah. I think right, I, it's, just...
2: I think actually, I will be. I didn't like, I don't like to say it, but I mean, if Prosen can't be scoring against like these teams like Newcastle and that, and you know, we don't give Don Don a fair chance at least, then maybe we should be looking at another striker. I don't like to admit it, but maybe it is. We should be looking I at think... another striker. I, I think regardless,
0: was- we're looking for a striker anyway To because yeah. Nias is probably peacing out. I'm sorry to make you cry, Edward. But I, I, but honestly, because I, I still maintain Tosin has a role in the team. If he's cool with not starting every game yeah. and coming in like every other game every once in a while just to kind of try to get it, grab us a late goal or shore things up, I, I'm great with him being, you know nah. – Third choice, second or third choice. That's a good player to have in that position, right? I just don't—I don't know completely how much he matches Silva's style, though. I thought,
1: yeah. I, 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 I thought Calvert Lewin was going to come on earlier, to be honest with you, because I thought he would have done a better job than what Tosin would have, particularly you know dealing with them crosses. But I, I, I not don't really think the changes so were so any good. I've got—I've got to be honest yeah. and say it. I don't think the changes were any good. I, I thought Bernard looked pretty ineffective in the middle. Didn't really mm. get on the ball and work his magic.
0: Nothing. Nothing worked. No, that, this is one of those moments where I'm—I don't know. The idea of of Lookman when he comes off the bench—that's the benefit I see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? That's my. But whatever.
2: Um, I just don't. We totally like dominated that game. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: and Edward, you were talking about the stats. Yeah, earlier should, before we. I,
2: it was it was really lopsided. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, I saw a decent little... Well, not a decent level. Uh, the stat was something like, that was our highest amount of possession we've had since 2003-2004 season, with 76% of the possession. And I saw a brilliant tweet other, uh, earlier today, which was, um, it may as well just... It could have just been a game on FIFA, where it was like big brother versus little brother. The amount of domination we had in that game was ridiculous in terms of like shots as well and the worst thing was 20 shots 3 on target
0: 3 on target yeah i saw that um credit to them their shots they made the most of them they have at least put them on target mm. atsu actually played better than i've seen him play i was expecting you know, to get the winner <laughs> mm. i mean he i mean pickford made a nice save on uh, atsu's late chance mm. atsu played well he just he was clipping a lot. Of, he was showing a lot of studs to ankles, and uh, that happened repeatedly. I was surprised he didn't get an earlier, like an early yellow card. Uh, th- that happened often, but that was their strategy. Mm, yeah. And this brings me around to it. Okay, guys, this is the new way to play against Everton. All right, mm-hmm. now that we are potent offensively, teams b- bunker back, park the bus, and hack repeatedly. Newcastle game went exactly the way the Cardiff game did, except we gave that goal lead was Rafa's golden ticket. Yeah. He knew, okay, okay, we've got a lead. Let's just hang back and we can just coast through this. Mm. All right? And that's, I mean, that's exactly, but that's that's what, that's what the way teams are playing us now. Overly Spagman. physical, overly defensive. And they're just sort of, it's very much the way we played sometimes last year. mm you know, and I can't really completely blame them because they're doing what they need to for points. It's it's it works That's often,
1: true.
0: You know, um, but it's frustrating. Uh, so this leads me to we had a a discussion recommended by a viewer slash listener. I think he, he normally watches the videos named Peter James Needham. He tweets often. Uh, But he asked – he said, hey, Jerry, in the next pod, please fully address the fact that we really don't work in the final third and we haven't done for weeks. Ask what we can do with current players or who we need to bring in in January because he's clearly frustrated as we are, (laughs) all right? He says, until we sort it out, it's a nonsense. Everyone going, yeah, yeah, we'll easily beat X, Y, Z. No chances or goals means no easy wins against anyone and then I saw this one as well. He said, and for God's sake, can Bernard stop slipping at key moments? Because <laughs> yeah, the guy needs a new pair of studs. He really does. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, last game, this game, he's he looks like he's on ice. Uh, normally he's the one that makes other people look like they're on ice, but yeah. So, uh, guys, I guess the the question is, what's going wrong in the final third? And a big part of it is teams packing the bus. Yeah. Cutting down passing lanes, parking the bus, blah, blah, blah. cutting down mm-hmm. passing lanes, and not not, give, not giving us any space. So I guess the real question is, how do we unlock the
1: bus? By buying a proven goal scorer. I, I think it, that the biggest. I uh, think that's part of it. Yeah, well, I, I think my mind just automatically—you know—you go through all the time with the you know these attacking plays that we make, and you know they are particularly cross into the net. All the players that we have up front are typically self uh, selfless. I'd say you got Sigurdsson, the playmaker, Bernard, playmaker, and then that's where you can maybe draw the line. You know, Richardson, You know, he, do, he plays a nice few, uh, you know, pass and move balls. Mm. Walcott. You know, we, we know he's not having the, the greatest foot in the greatest form of his life, and he's usually that one that plays the ball across to get tapped into the net. Huge difference you go a few years back is we had Romelu Lukaku and you knew that he was the man that was going to pull the trigger when the ball came to him. It's, I, you know, you don't quite know who's going to pull the trigger, I feel now. All, which I, to a
0: certain extent is is good and refreshing because we're spreading the goals out, But it's,
1: right? not, it's not good when you've got 20 shots and three of them on, on target, you know what I mean? Hmm. I, think, so, I
2: think it's in a way... Um, the style of football now seems to be that we pass the ball into the net, you know... Obviously, the Sigurdsson goal being an exception, a lot of the goals this season have come from little person play and then just a little bit of a tapping. I think it's, like you say, you just need someone that's going to think, no, I'm not going to person, I'm going to shoot, and then just knock it in. But ironically, in terms of like striker-wise, I mean, obviously, I saw the last video that you guys did. Um, in terms of like the strikers, I'd be going in for, I'd have gone in for a rondon in the no. summer. And,
0: oh, oh. Here's the thing. Rondon is, I feel like, if you're wanting to be top six, he's a backup striker. Mm. Okay. I don't think he's a starter for a top four, top six, top, I wouldn't even say top eight team. But I, I, I respect Rondon more than most, Edward. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I think he's better. I think a lot of people slag him off. And, and, I think he's a better player than a lot of people give him credit for. He actually seems like a nice guy, by the way. Mm. You know the whole situa- with him, situation with him and McCarthy last season. You know he's he seemed like a genuinely a good person, yeah. Which that's something I always appreciate on a team. But I don't think he would be a starter, and I don't. I think right now what we're looking for is someone who could feasibly start some games and give us a different look. You know mm. what I mean? Um, right now, the word on everybody's lips is Gabagol. All right? We talked about it last week some. We decided that we didn't think the move really was pro- was going to make sense because he seemed more like a second striker yeah, and rather does, than it, an out-and-out.
1: Out. It doesn't. And I mean, I know he's scoring a lot of goals for Santos, but it doesn't seem like he hit the ground running. Does it? It looked like to be a kind of you know an adaptation period to the Premier League, particularly with the yeah. South American forwards. And I don't think we can bank on that at the minute.
0: Well, here's the thing: if we brought in Gabigol, I wouldn't see him immediately as a starter. I would almost see him as a situation where where we change formation late in the game. So we take out. You know how we took out Sigurdsson yesterday. Late? Yeah,
1: we wrote. We wrote, and even then, that two up front didn't look. Functional. It looks so awkward when they go- it was.
0: It was a bizarre. But I think if you've got Gabigol up front with say Richarlison, mm. and then whoever on the wings, yeah, I think you actually have a pretty good little Gabigol and Richarlison combining. You know, yeah. Um, awesome. and and that way, I wouldn't expect him to right off the bat be playing seventy minutes at a time. Hmm. I don't even know if he's that guy. You know, we also recently. There's a Twitter account, I think Everton Insider, that basically said that we are potentially in for Joseph Martinez or Jose yeah. Martinez from I, I, Atlanta. I, I, I'd, I'd go for it! Be, I'd be, I'd be I think that. he just got MVP of the yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. of the season. Like I think 87 goals, something like that. I mean, I know it's only MLS, yeah. but he's, he's been someone that's caught my eye. I quite like. The look he's the
0: Venezuelan place. I would get, Edward. Mm. <laughs> he's the one I, I would get. No hey, hey, no no, I'm not I'm not talking jive man, but uh <laughs> at all. But uh he reminds me of he's just a built he reminds me of Aguero in terms of I was the just way he's right,
1: Jerry, right, that's what we need. We need this Sergio Aguero Sergio Aguero ilk of player who's, you know just like a dog up front that doesn't stop and that has <laughs> that physical side to him and the ability to shrug players off and slot one into the net. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't that toast in the last season. No. No, it wasn't. I'd, Ish. No. Every yeah. once in a while. I no. mean, he could struggle <laughs> with the defenders in that, but... No. I mean... This,
0: ah, this guy's... This guy. The thing about this guy is he's much, much quicker than oh, any yeah, striker definitely. we have. Yeah. I'd be going to... You know? That he is He is slippery. He's smart. He's opportunistic. Um, I've seen him score a lot of goals. I've watched a decent amount of MLS this season, specifically watching him, because we were connected to him, like, last season or in the summer or something. We were actually connected to him before. I, I think if we buy him, it would be this January because their season's going to be over. Yeah. They're yeah. actually hosting the MLS Cup this Saturday. If you want a chance to watch Josef Martinez, you watch this Saturday. It's 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time in America, so that's going to put five hours before that for y'all. Maybe a bit late for y'all. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but regardless, I'm going to be checking him out because um, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, as you say, MLS not really the proving ground for Premier League. You would hope they have a, a, kind of a someone else in between, yeah. a, a, a stay somewhere else in between. But I still think he's he gives us a different look, speed, quickness, and you need players like that. I think Gabigol would help would have helped us unlock that defense yesterday. Um, it's these and something else that I haven't mentioned. We need a backup for Sigurdsson. Alright, we don't have... Right now it's Kieran Dowell, sort of. And it's sort of Tom Davis, maybe. Mm. But we don't have that attacking, that's that a, center
1: attack. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so, so I, so, I so mean... Uh,
0: uh, we didn't bring any of them in, though, that could help us unlock
1: uh, unlock the bus. No,
0: And that's the thing. Because Sigurdsson, although he's clever, smart, he's not super quick. We need that center attacking mid, who's going to, with quickness, almost like a Bernard, except somebody does who doesn't feel more at home on the wing.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right, and this uh, I, I I'd be curious to this this was it Hans Hans Wolf Wolf from Austria who plays for Red Bull Salzburg. We just got linked with yesterday. That's a good young player who's going to be okay coming off the bench maybe.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, but. That's I, I I still don't even know if he's the same st- the same quick type. I I, I don't want to say a David Silva type, but a David Silva type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody with that qu- who can create those quick little passes. I th- feel like we let, let Bernard drift into the center with the intent of that happening some yesterday.
2: Yeah. See the on- the only thing I have with um us buying players and that is the fact that I feel like it could be just another Tosin situation. You know, he'll have a good six months or so in the second half of the season and then it won't happen again, but then he'll need a month or so to, you know, get himself adjusted to the Premier League, which is why I think if we go for anyone, we need to get someone from the Premier League. But if not, then we'll have to stick with what we've got, unfortunately, and then just try and work around. Because, you know, what's the point in spending a load of money on it if it's not, you know, we could be putting all our eggs in one basket instead of trying to work with what we've got, in a way. Uh,
0: that is usually the quickest return, quickest turnaround you're going to find, is a Premier League proven player. That's yeah. very true. That's A lot of times, that's instant. They, they know the league. There is a benefit to doing that, but you usually are overpaying. Yeah. Um, and there is the idea that some teams don't want to sell to their competition. I see people... Uh, saying that they want Callum Wilson from Bournemouth. I know, he's a he's a good little player, but if you're grappling with another team for position in the table, are you going to sell directly to them? Nah. Mm. Like, if I was if I was Eddie Howe, I'd be like, uh, I will leave if you do this. You know what I mean? I'd be pissed if they even thought about it. Mm. Um, and we would overpay there. Big time. So, uh... Yeah. So basically, let's talk really quick. Unlocking the bus against a team like that yesterday, just to kind of directly address Pete's question here, we kept on trying to force things wide and and cross in. Mm. We we started off the show talking about this. Uh, Max, you mentioned that in the intro for the pod. I'm not sure if it was in our in this video, but uh, or in this segment, but. We felt like we were just slamming our heads into the same space. That's what it, why it felt like Martinez because mm. it was doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. Typically, in a scenario like that, you want to adjust adjust your thinking and attack a different area. You know, attack using a different area. Maybe it's putting somebody on the ball who's got some decent close control. Maybe it's through short combinations. Maybe it's through a different type of movement, running in behind. It's like you have to. You have to change it up, mm. and I think we don't have the personnel right now to change it up enough, so we need to win those types of park-the-bus games, mm. 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, and, and we're going to have to finish the chances we have.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: I think that's just where we're at right now.
2: Maybe that's sort of the next step in a way. I agree.
0: I totally agree, and it's going to be in its depth as well. It's yeah. just team depth and flexibility, squad depth and flexibility, really. So, I don't know, guys. Pete, I hope we've answered your question thoroughly enough. I think it's great conversation, though. Um, I mean, really, it's uh, there's a lot of. I mean, and really, we've only really discussed players that have been linked to us recently, except for except for Solomon Rondon, um, because we haven't been linked with him for a, a year, I think. But uh, uh, that's that's really, yeah. So I'm curious to see who we bring in January. I wouldn't mind us bringing in another winger
2: i got a sneaky suspicion Danny Welbeck could be on his way. No, thanks. I don't know <gasps> why. Danny Welbeck. I, I don't know why. i have mentioned him
0: before. I, I've got a
2: sneaky suspicion because he's out of contract soon. He's not really the
0: clinical finisher that we need.
2: No, but he'd be an Everton signing. <laughs> no In the thanks.
0: past, he would be an Everton signing. Like I say. I'm curious about how Marcel feels about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Big daddy Marcel, sorry it, that guy's gonna have to do a lot to piss me off, <laughs> yeah, he, he just spun spun gold in the transfer window, so yeah it it could be we only bring in one or two players, yeah, but they're gonna be one or two players that have made us, that make us better, so I still don't think we're gonna full pay out for Gomez in January, I think if we get him on a permanent, it'll be in the summer just because we already got him alone, but Anyway, all right, gentlemen. That is our – hey. <laughs> Sorry. Podcasters Edward just put Andre back in frame. So uh, so that's it for our Newcastle match reaction. Uh, yeah. Barcodes. Tough to break through last night. It happens. All right. So guys, uh, we have a preview uh, we got, because because we got a match coming up. Um, so Silva's gonna love this one.
1: I saw Richardson. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Um, except this one's this one's a Goodison, right?
2: Yeah, mm, yeah.
0: Good thing, good thing for them. Let's let's gradually start getting them used to to playing their old team. You know, instead of having to be dunked it right in it going over to vicarage road um so zed cars derby as they say yeah zed cars derby i was trying to uh, getting my three-year-old to say i was like you know this do you know this song do you know what it's called because he knows grand old team but he doesn't know zed cars and i was like i was like it's Zed cars can you say that Zod cars. Zad Carls. <laughs> you know, it's just he's, uh, And it, right now he's got a cold, so his like his tiny voice is even punier than normal. So it's like he's it's like he's a three-year-old that's been spo- smoking for ten years. <laughs> it's just it's absurd. <laughs> uh so one for preview. Current form, they're eleventh in the table, six, two, and seven. They're, Got twenty points. They started off pretty pretty strong yeah. this season, but they've kind of tapered off lately. With a two-one loss to City, which, by the way, I think they actually played a solid game. Yeah, on that one, um, they lost to Leicester before that two-nil. Lost to the team that which not be named three-nil. Um, what? Yeah, it's it's a Voldemort thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they they tapered off, but this that recent that recent performance against City has to be giving them some confidence. Mm. You know? <laughs> uh yeah. Uh Kapu, I believe is still banned for this one. So that's a thing which kinda takes away one of their kind of center mid powerhouses, one mm. of those big physical presences that's that, not
1: too bad.
0: He is it? I always said Chalobah. Is it?
1: Ch- I don't know. Either or.
0: <laughs> You know the guy the ch- guy that's from Chelsea. Yeah, to play yeah. For Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he's a solid young player. Um, mm. But uh, and Hughes apparently took an you know is not entirely one hundred percent. But um, I have a feeling he'll still play. Um, so guys, Edward, let's start with you. I, uh, any, any anything you're particularly worried about with this one? And after you and Max talk, we'll, we'll talk about a possible lineup for them.
2: Okay. Um, the only thing I sort of have in terms of like less confidence wise is the fact that Ben Foster is a very you know he's done pretty well for them this season so far. So he feels like I mean if they come in and do another what like another sort of huddersfield and Newcastle and all them then we're going to struggle against Ben Foster, but I don't know I think they'll be a bit more attacking in that in the game because they'll probably want to win as well um especially for the fans so i I reckon um I don't think uh, I don't think we'll have that much in a term to worry about in terms of quality wise I think we' we can still do better than like, I think we can get a couple of goals past them it is just what happens on the night really and how we feel up for it They looked
0: pretty physical against City. Mm. I think that may be a clue as to how this may go. Of course. Uh, Max, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to come into a Huddersfield or a um, a Newcastle on us. I think they're a much better technical side than that. Yeah. I agree with that. They deserve a lot of credit. I think Javi Gracia in particular, I mean, he's come in and obviously uh, the turnover of managers at Watford has been really high over the last couple I of years. I was just about yeah,
2: I was you just going to say
1: for him to come in and you know find some stability, find some solid ground and as you mentioned Jerry they got off to a you know a rather start. Um, Pereira looked like he could, could have been one of the players of the season obviously. His influence has waned and you can see that by you know obviously losing the last three games and um, mm. they Probably simmered out into where you maybe naturally place them in the table, but you know, by no stretch of the of, that, of the imagination does that mean they're going to be an easy opposition to contend with. Whereabouts um, are
0: they?
1: I think that eleventh is it, something like yes, that. Yes, they're eleventh. Yeah, so um yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Obviously, Silver will obviously hopefully got a few tricks up his sleeve with no, with no one how to deal with the likes of Decoré right? um and the system that they run. Um, I don't want to say I think we're good enough to win it like I did with the Newcastle game because I don't want to um, make the the same mistake but uh, yeah it should be a good game
0: My thinking about them possibly playing physical is just because of the success that teams have had playing against us in that style Mm. Um, however I I consider when teams do that it's it's actually a respect When 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 they bunker back and they and they hack like crazy. They they think yeah they they think your your team is a better footballing team than theirs. I don't think Watford has as much of a reason to show us that much respect because they're closer to us in the table because they've had some quality wins this season. They've mm. and I I think there is a chance they come out and actually try to play football.
1: Uh, they, they beat us last season in the Hundred didn't they? Troy yeah. oh, oh, that that, yeah. that, was yep. a, that was a second of that one. I remember that game. But um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good side and they can you can mix it up up top, can't they? Obviously, with, with Troy Deeney, he can provide that you know traditional target man
2: to see and Delphairo
1: mm-hmm. as well. I I still wish he was a, a rust, To be honest, I yeah. think he'd be brilliant in this team. I, with this
0: team, you're mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I said it for ages, and I remember when they, I remember as soon as like Barcelona recalled called him back, I was gutted because yeah. I do feel like he's a really useful player, particularly in this league, because you know he's very nifty, very tricky. Uh, may may have not lived up to the hype, to the you know what we had for him, but still. Yeah,
2: what
1: a found, player, the, You know, yeah, he's found found a home. Well, not not found a home, but he's found a place in the starting eleven, or at least getting games. You know what I mean? Which is
2: nice. Um,
0: I don't know if he's going to start. No. Uh, research I'm checking out infers that he'll probably come off the bench. Um, but mm-hmm. really, really, that's pretty ideal situation for him. I always felt like he was really potent off the bench, um, and actually, just on those tired legs. When I mean, he's he, he's quick. He's really quick.
2: He's that um, version of Luckman. Basically. Yeah.
0: Essentially. I think that's a fair thing to say. Somebody who comes off the bench is, is not afraid to take people on, and it's, it's a little bit jarring when somebody comes in with that much confidence on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, possible lineup, they are, you know, Foster, he's a good keeper. Experienced. Um, uh, on the sides, I think you'll see Kiko Ke- Femenia and Holabas, uh, And then in the center, Cathcart and uh, maybe Cabaselli. Cabaselli. Um, then a uh, Chaloba.
1: Or however you say it. I've got no time for fancy Ch- pronunciations at the Chaloba,
0: moment. you know, I, I always just say Chaloba just because it sounds uh, phonetic. Um, that's not always right, though. Uh, Decore, who is a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, Hughes, uh, Pereira, Success, and Dini. Um could see De La Feo coming off the bench, could see Andre Gray coming off the bench. Ooh, that
2: would have been a fun one. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um and again, uh, I feel like the the concern areas are their entire front line and Decore. Yep. I think DeCore got their goal against City.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like we'll be a lot more apt to deal with Troy Zini's presence in the air this time round Oh
2: yeah, definitely. I Especially agree. with like the tall centre backs that we have. Yeah. I can agree with that, definitely. We'll see.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, Watford is a solid squad. I always keep up with their results because, uh, I don't know, we, we there's actually been some decent Watford supporters that actually comment on our videos sometimes when they, you know, and uh, so uh, in a sense, I always keep up with them because, you know, I, I want them to do okay. But lately – this season, I'm thinking right now they're one of those teams that I want to lose points for us in the table. You know what I mean? Because they are better. I feel like they're a team who's you know, maybe a, anywhere from I could see them finishing anywhere from 8th through 12th. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're worse than that.
2: Mm-hmm. But they really under don't par under any of the, of the other like 7 teams, but they could still do it.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah, Watford's one of those teams where I keep and I and I hope they drop points because I feel like it always helps us. I want to stay on top of those teams. Leicester's another one of those. I want to mm. stay on top of them. You know. Um, anyway, we need we have we have to have prediction time. Edward, you want
2: to give us your patented double prediction? Um, I'm gonna say mm, I would go with my with my feet. I'm gonna say we're gonna get three one. Yeah, 3-1, I reckon. Both both in agreement. Both in agreement. 3-1.
0: That sounds like a pretty grounded, pun intended uh, <laughs> prediction. Hey! I'll get my coat. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Max, what do you got, prediction? 2-1. Two, 2-1? One. Two, one. Who wins?
1: The Blues.
2: Yeah, I'd I just know. like to clarify that. <laughs> What'd you say? Just like to clarify, that was mine as well. I wanted the Blues to win. Okay, yeah.
0: I've got one nil Blues.
1: Ooh.
0: I'm a little concerned about our our goal output at the moment. I think we still can score goals, but right now I think our confidence is a little, is not sky high in terms of get, finishing those opportunities and being clinical. Yeah. So, I still think we can score goals, but all right. Well, that's three win predictions, um, which sometimes spells trouble. Mm. So Uh, let's hope, uh, the Newcastle match was a reality check. I think that may be the, that, that may be the way I need to consider that game. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, that is it for our Watford match preview. Uh, Stay tuned for a starting 11 segment where we'll actually be talking about starting 11. There's a game coming up. Everton Watford. We're going to predict starting 11. What's Marco going to do? Maybe he should listen to us this time. Eh, Marco? Huh? Um... Let's start with Max. Max, uh, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? What's what's he going to go with? Because you know, with the, when these festive, you know, when these December fixtures start up, it's so tough to predict.
1: Yeah, it gets a little bit chilly, doesn't it? Because yeah. game, games here, there, and everywhere, and you need to rotate your squad. I think quite a few people lost their heads that we that we made changes for the Newcastle game. Yeah. Um, pickford in goal. Luca Dean at left-back, because I don't think he's too jaded. I mean, maybe later on in the month we might have to start throwing Baines in there, but I think Dean's all right for the time being. Um, I'm going to go back to Michael Keane and Yeri Mina as centre-half. Seamus Coleman at right-back, centre-midfield. I am going to go for Andre Gray. And James McCarthy, if he's fit, am Andre Gray, oh. and Andre Goldner, So I'm <laughs> half asleep, yeah, Andre Gomez. Because we were talking about Andre Gray. Did. I know? I was like, Andre I was like, Goldner. Max just
0: brain farted no, into a what, Watford
1: lineup. I was, I was, I was, I'm, I'm the point to be made that I feel like it's time to bench Garner because I'm Garner's number one fan, but I just don't think he played well enough against Newcastle. And you made the you made the point that for the Liverpool game, it seemed like a trigger that whenever he was on the board, he press. And that's something that I'm starting to notice because I noticed it on the during the Newcastle game too. And going forward, he ballooned a couple of shots, and you know it just wasn't his best performance by any stretch. So uh, uh, James McCarthy, or I don't know, See, I haven't even written this down, but I think there might be a change in there. Gilfie Sigurdsson, I think, although he didn't have his best game against Newcastle, deserves to still be in there. Um, Bernard on the left. Ooh... God, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't have come to me first, Jerry. I did not write this down for you. <laughs> um, no, Richarlison on the left because he have done so well. Tosin on the through the middle, and Walcott on the right.
0: These lineups get spicy, you know. There, there was a stretch, stretch there where it was like me, Max, and Terry, and it was like we're just all picking the same team. Mm. You know, it was all the same team. Maybe one name was different and that was it and so but i think we're all going to be different on this i do eduardo hola hola what do you got
2: um well i think i'm gonna to have to go with the obvious and goal stecklenburg Now i'm joking Steck, uh, the <laughs> yeah, yeah of course uh jordan and goal then i'll say Oh, do I go different? I'd be tempted to say maybe Baines go in for Dignes instead. But uh, that's really only because I think Dignay deserves a rest, especially ahead of City, who we've got obviously the uh, weekender after and obviously needs to have Keane and Mina in because I think Keane is just better for the system uh, instead of having Zuma alongside Mina. Uh, Coleman back in, obviously. Um, And I would... I would be tempted to drop Gomez because I think he did get a little cocky, but I think he still warrants his place. So I'd say uh, Gomez and maybe go with McCarthy, actually, as well. Um, in terms of the right mid, I'd have Luckman there. In fact, I'd stick with the same sort of midfield three of Luckman, Sigurdsson, Richarlison, and then up front, I would actually put Calvert-Lewin. Bit of pace up front. Actually, a bit of a proven striker, so why not stick him up front?
0: Not the worst idea. Mm. When you were talking, Max, I thought you were going to throw Calvert Lewin up front.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, obviously, I've, I'm critical of Calvert Lewin, but I feel like it's almost his time now to, mm. to start getting a few games under his belt with, you know, Tosin up, firing on all cylinders and the Charleston looking better out on the left. It might be the time. I Because obviously, he was, he was throwing it at the deep end last season and was given the loan striker role when he just really wasn't ready and credit to him because I thought he handled himself exceptionally well. I would have liked to see him go out on loan to a championship club, play in the football league and, you know, bag consistently there and then, you know, develop. But I just think, you know, we've discussed it in length, the way it's going with our with our striker situation at the minute clutching at strings it, it, it's kind of it, it's between him and Tosin isn't it now I think you know you would have put Tosin ahead of him in the pecking order but it, as Tosin continues not to deliver you know you, you've you got to give him that nod at some point
0: I've gone pretty boring there. I've gone back I yeah yeah I mean what do you expect from me though buddy <laughs> <Old> buddy <buddy-duddy. laughs> You know, I'm <laughs> uh, I I've gone back to the the, the the previous lineup. Pickford, Coleman, Keen, Mina, Dean, uh Jessica Gay, Gomez, Sigurdsson, and then Walcott, Bernard and Richarlison. I've just gone back to the, the previous mm. the, the, the the previous standby uh, just just because uh, if I were him I I I wouldn't I don't know. It's going back to, to a team that actually went well for us for the most part. You know, yeah. We did score goals. We mm-hmm. did get chances. I, I, I'm iffy on Walcott and Bernard. I'm iffy on Charleston in the middle at this point. I, I prefer him on the side at this point. I yeah. really do. However, I do think he's the most potent goal scorer we have. Like, I don't think we have anybody. I mean, we just don't. Who can play in that front line? Besides him, uh, so I, I like the idea of throwing DCL there, throwing uh, throwing uh, Richarlison on the left, and then you know Lukman or Walcott on the right. I like that. I'm not. Gonna, it wouldn't shock me if he did that. Mm. You know, um, wouldn't shock me if if uh, Silva threw Tosin in there the way you're saying, Max, because. The only way Tosin is going to get off the, you know, yeah. starting to get his clinical jive back is when he actually starts getting in those positions more. Yeah,
1: it'd be a good vote of confidence for him to be in the start and eleven again after a good, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a bad performance. You know, fingers crossed that provides the motivation that he needs to. Because it, it's it's not for the lack of trying, is it? Because he you know he is he's working hard, he's chasing he every works ball. Hard. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as you say, that edge just doesn't seem to be there. Um, key indicator being that chance that he against Newcastle where he just put it at the keeper. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I went a bit too mad on the rot- rotation there. I mean, as you, you say, did, but you know what Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah well, I know why not. I mean, these December fixtures. I just I don't want someone in that that kind of that stable eleven that you said, Jerry. I don't want someone to end up, you know, getting too uh, too overloaded and. Blowing out at some point and nothing to spend us. Um, you know, have a stay on the sidelines. So I think that the more you can flex your squad depth, the better it will be for us in the long term. Hmm. You guys
0: discussing that and the idea of Gay going on the bench. Um, I just wonder. I wonder how Silva views McCarthy. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Because we haven't even seen him. Have we seen him on a match day bench yet?
1: I'm not too sure. I mean, we saw uh, him in Gormaia, didn't we? But,
0: Gormaia is that you know what I mean? Like, I think that was the only time I really even saw him, like, in in that, even on the bench, you yeah, know?
1: He was, a, he was a key player on the Martinez, wasn't he? And obviously, you know, his fate be what it is with with his injuries. But, you know, you want to see him kind of try and work in that reputation with silver. I'm sure Silver would give him the, the crack of the whip, so to speak, and you know allow him to have the chance.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a definite opportunity now for a lot of the players to come in and just be like, prove it now before, especially the window comes up. Hmm.
0: I'm I'm curious about. I think we're going to see a lot during this festive period. Of, uh, who's on the bench? Who's actually coming in to relieve? And I think it will it'll say a lot about who Silva trusts. Who Silva sees a future, a future, for here, mm. you know that's that's another thing I'm really curious about. So that wraps it up for our final eleven segment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for if you know your history, the Everton based quiz segment that pits Edward against Max. And a uh, cage match of Toffee's wit and might. Um, this is going to be a penalty shootout style quiz. So essentially, what's going to happen is uh, we'll ask a question to one of these guys, and the other one will get a chance to block. Uh, and then we'll flop, we'll flip flop. All right. Then we'll give it the other person a chance to answer first, and then the other person will get a chance to block. All right. A total of four questions. If we're still tied after four, we go to a tiebreaker. All right. So that's how it's going to work uh if you guys have any questions i don't care all right gentlemen this is our coin flip it's uh it's not a coin it's a memory card there you go heads and tails edward is going to call it (laughs) ready edward and flipping heads or tails you're supposed to call it
2: oh white side white side of the card Dude.
0: That would be tails. Okay, tails. And it was heads. Uh. So, one of those times where actually not calling the coin toss and someone get he, heads actually won it for Max there. Max, there you go. Maybe you should start calling heads next time. You hmm. might actually get it right. <laughs> so, so Max, first or second? Do you prefer second. to shoot or save? You
1: oh, you want to save. Yeah, I know this game. Do you
0: now? Um, By the way, I want to say something. You can guess the same answer on this one, by the way. Okay. Okay. I don't know what it means if you're both
1: right. Great organization, as always. (laughs) From the
0: toffee blue. That's all. So, uh, Edward. Yo. Cue intense quiz music. There it is ramping up. There it is ramping up. There it is ramping up. And there it is. Okay. Edward, your first question. What was Aaron Lennon's first squad number for Everton? Uh,
2: I'm going to say number 12. Edward has said number 12.
0: Max? 25. Twenty-five. That is a a block for Max. Dang it. All right, because his squad number was twenty-five, and if you had any kind of doubt that Max didn't memorize his squad his squad numbers for two hours every morning, there's further evidence. Just what he does, Max. Mm-hmm. Your question: How many appearances did Joel? Joel Robles make for Everton overall.
1: Oh god. Um I am going to say 60.
0: 60. Eduardo 43. 43. Max has scored because Joel Robles made sixty-five appearances for Everton. Sixty-two starts and three sub appearances. Oh
1: yeah. of course. He, he was right? a little backup keeper, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: Yes he was. Yeah he was. Um just wish he would have been happy being a backup keeper, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um Okay. Are you ready, Edward?
2: Go on then. Shoot.
0: How many goals did Stephen Naismith score for Everton in the 2014 2015 season?
1: Um.
2: Six.
0: Six. Mm. You want me to that, reread it or you got it?
1: That's the season where he got the perfect hat trick against Chelsea, no. Are you allowed mm-hmm. to give me that Not No clues, no. Uh, I am going to say eight.
0: Eight. The correct answer is... Nine. So... That surprises me, Not. Max with a the block there. So unless Edwards somehow figures out a way to get an additional question added to this, Max has won. But let's ask this question anyway. <clears throat> Max, how much did Everton pay for shiny terrachage from Grasshoppers in the t- January 2016... <laughs> transfer window.
1: Me and Tom were having a little uh, laugh about him when we did that little recording the other day. Um, Did we pay for him? We
0: ruined that guy.
1: Did we pay for him? Uh, Yes
0: we did. We ruined him. He was he actually looked really good playing for his country. (laughs) Uh, We
1: ruined him. uh, I know it was from grasshoppers. I'm gonna say uh, four million. Okay.
0: Max says four million. Edward.
2: 750,000. Oh, wait, was that what they sold him for? No, I'm going to go for it. Go on.
0: I actually think that might be awesome. But anyway. Uh, it was three million.
2: Oh.
1: Mm. I knew it was a couple.
0: So. Uh, Max has, has, <coughs> had a, has had a pretty good day. Here. All right. Edward. I'm sorry. But it looks as though Max has won... The right to choose the tune. No. I have a tiebreaker question here, but you know what? I'm gonna hold on to it so Quizmaster John doesn't run out of questions. <laughs> um plus it's about Omar Nias, and I don't want to make Ed cry. <laughs> Pobrecito Eduardo. Uh so uh Max, congratulations. You today you know your history.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I'm I I'm anticipating what you are going to pick as a track to close out. Because this may actually get me to listen to something you were telling me to listen to on Monday. And it'll, so, get,
1: and it'll put me in the mood for going out now, so I'm, I'm loving it. Okay, what is your what is, your, uh, what is your, your pick? There are plenty of songs that I could choose and plenty that I will choose over the coming months. I'm going to get the ball rolling with Don't You Worry Child by Swedish Health Mafia. Good song. Good song. Don't
2: you worry,
0: child by Swedish Chef Mafia.
1: House Mafia.
0: I just like the idea of Swedish Chef Mafia being somebody who's got a lead singer like the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. I play the the role of, of, uh, you know, old fuddy-duddy really well, just saying, you know. Mm. uh, Why are you picking Don't You Worry
1: Child? Why? Well, one, because I love Swedish House Mafia and I've listened to them since I was about... 11 years old. Two, because they're finally reuniting at Creamfield this summer and I'm going. And three, because Don't You Worry Child is probably my favourite song out of them all. Although, although I I love them all. You know what I mean? But, um, it's a nice one.
0: Give me, give me a, a little prep into like, it's not really one of those we're, we're we're listening to for lyrics, correct? It's just no, one that actually, just sounds badass, you know what,
1: right? No, I wouldn't say that. If you if you're looking for one that just sounds badass, listen to Greyhound. Greyhound's like no lyrics and just a badass song. But like okay. the lyrics are, "Don't you worry, child." Like you know what? If you're ever having a bit, if you if you're ever having a bit of a wobble, stick that song on. Listen to what's being said, and you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I will be honest, when you won, Max, I watched your, fight fl- your face light up.
1: Yes, because I'm just... You know, like, because it was like, oh, oh, I get to pick this. Yeah, because I completely forgot. I completely forgot that, like, uh, we were going to do the quiz. I was like, oh, yeah, I said last week that if I win, I'm going to start get- getting the ball rolling with the Swedes. And, uh, yeah, that, I think it's just Don't You worry, Child, the appropriate one to get the ball rolling with. And uh, I know me dad like that song, too, so, yeah.
0: Your dad is evidently way cooler than I am to have heard of this. I'm excited, though, because this is... When I hear you guys' optimism toward this, I'm like, okay, this has to be badass. Okay, this has to be great. So, I'm excited about this.
1: Heroes of mine, you know what I mean?
0: Right on. Okay. Well, as we close out with some Swedish House Mafia... Uh, it's time to end. Uh, this it's been the end, this is the end of the really big show. Uh, podcast listeners, thank you very much. We sincerely appreciate it. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Uh, rate it like nicely if you wanna, and uh, yeah, you can leave a kind review. I mean, why would you not leave a kind review? Um, if uh, also if you haven't, if you have this this sick desire to see our faces, check out the YouTube channel. Alright? Yeah. Toffee Blues YouTube channel uh, creeping up on 1,400 subscriptions, so you you too can be one of those. Um, Please check out uh, Edward's YouTube channel as well, Jam E. James. Uh, Details should be below there in the description, assuming I've put it there. If if I haven't, my bad. Please. Uh, (laughs) So, check that out there. Lots of uh, Everton stuff. Uh, All things Everton and whatnot. Uh, Also, check out Max's Twitter, Twitter profile because he'll tell you where he's going to be next uh, uh, podcast or he's going to be doing analysis. Check out some of his uh, content; it's a lot of good stuff. Check out the uh, check out the Toffee Blues website because Max is on there as well. But other contributors that show up on the show, they put a lot of stuff on there as well. Uh, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm I'm finished with plugging. No more plugging. All the plugs. All right? in the world. Yes, we're going going off the grid. No more plugging. All right, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Ed. Good to see you again, man. Thanks for thanks for thanks for showing up in the chit chat. Not a problem. All right, take care, buddy, Max. Thank you again. Have fun drinking
1: oh, alcohol. I will. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to look myself a splendid time tonight. For, for those
0: of you listening, Max has just been looking forward to going out and, and, and having something to
2: drink. So He's got uh, a yeah, beaming smile on his face as well.
0: Yes, yes. So thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, for you listeners out there. COYB, let's get some three points coming up. Thank you. Bye bye.